Ahoy there! Welcome back to the Bible Pirate Advent Calendar. My name is Matt Valor. This is day 18. At first, not everyone accepted Saul as king. But when he heard that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, had gouged out the right eye of every Israelite east of the Jordan River, he slaughtered a pair of oxen and sent a peace to every tribe, saying, Anyone who doesn't join Saul and Samuel in battle will find his cattle like this. So Saul led a large army east of the Jordan and defeated the Ammonites. And this time, all the people pledged their allegiance to him as king. Saul led the people of Israel in their ongoing struggles against the Philistines and the Amalekites. But the more time went on, the more Yahweh criticised him. Eventually, he told Samuel he had rejected Israel's new king. Fetch your sacred horn and fill it with oil. I have chosen a new king from among the sons of Jesse. Samuel set off for Bethlehem, and when he saw Jesse's eldest son, Eliab, tall and strong, he thought, this surely is the one. Do not judge by outward appearances, said Yahweh. Humans judge by the outside, but Yahweh looks at the heart. So Samuel moved on to Jesse's next eldest son, but Yahweh had not chosen him either. Seven of Jesse's sons were shown to Samuel, but none of them were the chosen king. Do you have any other sons? asked Samuel. Only the youngest, replied Jesse, but he is out in the fields looking after the sheep. Samuel did not sit down until the youngest son had been fetched from the nearby hills and brought to him. He was rugged from his time in the open air, but his eyes shone and his face was handsome. Anoint this one, said Yahweh to Samuel. So Samuel took the sacred horn and poured oil over the boy's head. And the spirit of Yahweh was with him from that day on. And so David, the shepherd boy, waited to become king. Meanwhile, the Philistines continued to attack Israel. Among their soldiers was Goliath, the giant warrior from Gath. Neither Saul nor any of his army could defeat him. But David had turned up at the battle to bring supplies to his older brothers. When he heard that no one would fight Goliath, he volunteered. Saul was incredulous. You are just a boy, he said. I am a shepherd, replied David. And I am used to fighting lions and bears to protect my sheep. Yahweh saved me from their paws. He will save me from the giant's hand. So David took five round stones from a small stream and with his slingshot in hand approached Goliath. The giant warrior roared with scorn. Am I a dog that you attack me with sticks? Come here and I will feed your flesh to the birds of the air and the animals of the field. 
But as Goliath advanced towards David, David took a stone, fitted it inside his slingshot and launched it with deadly force at the giant's head. The stone crashed into his forehead and he crashed forward onto the ground. David ran to him, drew Goliath's enormous sword from its sheath and cut off his head. From that day on, two things happened. Firstly, Jonathan, Saul's son, was profoundly in love with David and their souls became like one soul. Secondly, all the people sung a new song. Saul has killed his thousands, but David's killed his ten of thousands. So Saul hated David and began to plot his death. David was a musician and he played the lyre, an instrument like a pot-bellied ukulele with a soothing, lilting tone. Since Yahweh had rejected Saul, he was assaulted by evil spirits from the gods and his advisers had recommended David play for him. Saul loved David because his music was the only thing that could calm him. But after David killed Goliath, everything changed. The very next day after they had returned from the battle, an evil spirit pounced on Saul and he raved about the house like a madman. David played the lyre to calm him, but Saul grabbed a spear and hurled it at the boy. Twice he missed because David was too quick, but he continued to plot his death. Saul made David one of his army commanders so he would no longer have to see him. But David was so successful that the people loved him even more. It was David they followed into battle and David who led them home victorious. Saul was overwhelmed by David's success. So Saul arranged for David to marry his daughter, Michal. In those days, a man would have to pay a bride price to marry, especially to marry the daughter of a king. Normally, a bride price would be offered in the form of sheep or cattle or camels, maybe also with silver or gold or jewels. He doesn't need to offer much, said Saul. Just bring me 100 Philistine foreskins. So David took his men, killed the hundred Philistines and brought their foreskins to Saul. Saul was taken aback to see David. He had thought, surely this time he'll die in the attempt. But he gave him Michal to be his wife, as promised. Saul spoke openly with his household about his plans to kill David. But Saul's son, Jonathan, was determined to save him when Saul sent guards to David's house so that he could kill him the next morning. David's wife, Michal, lowered him out of the window and then put a large idol in his bed to make it look like David was still there. She claimed he was sick, and by the time they had figured out what had happened, David was long gone. David escaped to Samuel at Ramah, 
and they settled in Nioth. Saul found out and sent heralds to capture David there, but as they approached, Samuel was standing at the head of a group of prophets, and they were all in a frenzy, like prophets get sometimes, having been overcome by the spirits of the gods. As Saul's heralds got closer, they were also overcome and joined the prophetic frenzy. So Saul sent another group and the same thing happened, and then a third group of heralds succumbed as well. So then Saul himself set off to fetch David. As he approached Nioth, he was also overcome by the spirit of the gods, was thrown into a prophetic frenzy and stripped off all his clothes in front of Samuel and he lay naked on the ground for an entire day and night. So David fled from Nioth and met Jonathan, Saul's son, in secret. Jonathan went back to Saul's house to try and find out whether the king still intended to kill David. When it was clear that he would, Jonathan returned to David and the two men who loved each other so deeply embraced and wept before David left. It was the last time they would ever see each other alive.